Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. John 7, 37 to 38. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, 39. But this he spake of the Holy Spirit, alright, which they that believe, how many people who believe? Do you believe? Awesome, great. It says, which they that believe on him should what? Receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. I want us to read it again. It's a very clear scripture, right? It's a very clear scripture. Let's just read it again for understanding purposes. Let's go back to verse 37. Verse 37. Any man. Good man? No. Any man. Right? So that any man includes you? Any man. Okay. Igbo, Yoruba, any. Okay. Hispanic, Hindu. Any. Okay. Okay. Chinese. Any man. Okay. It's good. It's good that we understand this. If any man thirst, let him come to me and what? Drink. So what's the cure for thirst? Drink. Okay. Next. It says, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they which believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Has Jesus been glorified now? Yes, has the Holy Ghost been given now? Yes, so this is the day of the manifestation of those words. Yes, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm living in that day of the manifestation of the words of Jesus. Spirit of living God, thank you for your presence here. You alone will do what you can do. I thank you because you are good and your faithful love endures forever. Breathe upon every single person here today. I see our ears here. Our heart understands. Breathe upon everyone. Fresh ideas, new thoughts, new pictures, new dreams, new hope, <laughs> new courage. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, breathe upon everyone. We'll never be the same again. Jesus, in your holy name, we declare. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you for coming into service today. I didn't want this moment to pass. Pastor April, we needed to have um, changed some of the words of that song. Um, I open up my heart to you. There's a part of that song. That should have been worked on. Sing. 
Yes. Continue. Sing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. My heart, not once, has. Yeah. My, you know, once, once. When will you arrive? My heart has all of you. My heart has something new. So I, you see? Surrender all. That's, that's, so that my heart wants more of you. You already have him. He came, listen, he came in his fullness <laughs> to dwell on the inside of you. Are we ready this morning? Flooding mechanisms. Flooding mechanisms. Flooding mechanisms. Flooding mechanisms, we are focusing on what it takes to bring in abundance and drown out the unwanted things by the Spirit. What does it take? What does it take to bring in abundance? And drown out the things that are not wanted by the Spirit. That's what, it, what we are going to be discussing this morning. Let's get started. Get ready <laughs> to be blessed and to be soaked out of your socks. Get ready. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You're going to be soaked out of your socks. No, you're not, you're not, I'm not seeing you tell anybody. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You're going to be so soaked out of your socks. How many of you want to get drunk in the Holy Ghost today? You want to get drunk? You want to get drunk? Are you sure? You want to get drunk? We're going to be drunk in the Holy Ghost today. So let's, do you remember when scripture says, not by power and not by might? Some of you remember that scripture. Where scripture says, not by power, not by might. Um, you know, when he talks about power, it's talking about individual power. When it's talked about might, it's talking about an army, the might of an army, the strength of an army. So when you hear, not by power, not by might, it's simply saying, not by your individual ability and not by the might or the strength of an army. Now, the question is, if you remember that, then why do you live as though it's by power and by might? Why, why do you actually live your life as though this scripture was not written? I mean, we quote it, we say it, but when it comes to, you know, the actual demonstration of it, your everyday life is proof of whether you believe these words or not. How you live your life. Alright, it's proof whether you believe these words or not. Not by power, not by might can sound like a very nice thing to say. But your everyday living would prove whether you believe that this word is true or not. Now, one of the things that is a hindrance to a lot of church folks is that they've not come to the point where they see the word of God as absolute. You see, absolute. So if you find something like this in scripture, not by power, not by might. It's not just enough to quote it in church. 
or to say it, or to, you understand? You, you must, you, you, your life must begin to demonstrate that you understand the import of those words. Hallelujah. So, say to yourself, not by power, not by might. Alright, so if it's not going to happen by power, and it's not going to happen by might, what did the Bible say, uh, what did the Bible say it's going to happen by? By the what? Spirit. So, if it's going to happen by the Spirit, aren't you excited that the Spirit has been given? Amen. Aren't you excited if it's not going to happen by power? And it's not going to happen by might. Aren't you excited that the Spirit has been given? Alright, so if you have been following the teaching, what was episode 1? Okay. Say it boldly. What was episode 1? What was episode 2? See, see. What did we talk about in episode 1? What was the general concept of episode 1? It's important. I'm teaching. You've got to be able to remember. What was the general concept of episode 1? I'm going to give somebody the mic. I don't want to come here and just talk and talk and you don't remember what I say. It's very important that you remember. What was the general thoughts behind episode 1? Who wants to take the mic? Anybody. It's not a trick question. You are in the service. So, talk. Let me have a mic. Because I'm just about going to teach something even deeper. Yeah, you raise your hand. Come on, come on, come on, quick. I don't have time. You part, she's, they are, they are the ones taking the time. It's not me. <laughs> but it's important. Yeah? What was, what was, what was it? Mm-hmm. Being deposited. What was the general concept of we the people? That we're the ones who carry the... Is that a general concept of we the people? Ah, that's interesting. No? What was the general concept of we the people? The general concept of we the people stand, stand, yawns the hot seat. The general concept of we the people is like Peter was a man like us. You understand? All of us, Peter had weaknesses, he had frailties, he had errors, he had personal disabilities that were heavy. Hmm? But the same Peter who we found in before Jesus died, denying Jesus, was the same Peter that we found in Acts 2, doing great and mighty things. His personal inconsistency did not stop the power of God of flowing, from flowing through his life. You know why it was important we took you through that? Many of you disqualify yourselves as candidates that the Spirit of God can use because you know you. You know your weaknesses. You know your frailties. You know your errors. So you, you say to yourself, well, no, I'm not the kind of person that God can use. That's why I took you through with the people. What was Virtuoso about? Let me have the mic. You can go back. What was Virtuoso about? Who can, who can, who can, huh? Come forward. Okay. Being skilled watch, in watch. following the leading of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and His guidance, and how that um, for the Holy Spirit to lead you in your daily life, He has to first lead you by God's word, and okay. He can lead you outside of the provisions of redemption. Awesome, awesome. Let's give her a big hand. 
Alright, so now that we've, now those of you who are just coming into service today, don't worry. Every episode here at church is independent. You can take the episode as it is by itself and you would still benefit from it. So today we are teaching flooding mechanisms. Flooding mechanisms. Please write this down. A mechanism is an established process by which something takes place or is brought about. A a mechanism is an established process by which something takes place or is brought about. So we are saying that this flooding is the Spirit's mechanism for bringing about something. We are saying that the flooding that we are talking about today is the Spirit's mechanism for bringing something into your life. Alright? And I'm going to show you through the teaching how to engage this mechanism. How to use it for yourself. There is something about this flooding that the Spirit of God will want us to know. There is something about this flooding that the Spirit of God will want us to know. We are going to start with the consistent pattern that we see in Scripture. The consistent pattern that we see in Scripture. And we will begin from Jesus Himself. So we will come to Jesus Himself showing us this pattern. Then we will back up and see exactly what happens when this flood takes place. So let's go now to John, our opening scripture. John chapter number 37 from verse, John 7 rather, 37. Jesus is speaking and he says, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me. I dwelt on this very extensively on, on Wednesday. And I'm not going to do that today. Go and listen to the message. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Next verse. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly. That word belly there is out of his spirit. Not out of your physical stomach. (laughs) But out of your spirit shall flow rivers of living water. Now it's important, put it in that verse, it is important that you recognize what Jesus said will happen. He says, he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of your spirit, out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. It will come from the inside of you. It will come, I want you to take note of the fact that because I will show you consistently all through scripture that Jesus said it will come from the inside of you out of your own belly shall flow your own rivers of living water now it's important that Jesus calls it living water because if something is living water the idea is that it's going to make things live right yeah living water 
And look, everything I'm sharing now, as I'm pointing them out, I'm going to show you where they occur in Scripture. So Jesus says, He that believes on me, how many of you believe? So who is he talking to? You. Awesome. So you who has believed in him, out of your own spirit shall flow rivers of living water. Now he did not say it will trickle. He says it will flow. Alright? Meaning that it can flow without obstructions. Alright? Meaning that when you say something is flowing, it means there are no hindrances. And I shared with you in the first... Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for utterance. I, think I shared with you in the first episode what some of the hindrances can be. Your unbelief is a hindrance. Your knowledge about yourself can be a hindrance. Alright? Your knowledge about the mistake you made last night can be a hindrance. Do you understand? Your, so, the Bible says it will flow. It will flow. It will flow without restrictions. Alright? Rivers of living water. You... You owe it to yourself to let that river flow. Now, the Bible says when you believe, I want you to understand the conversation. When you believe, the river is deposited inside you already. When you believe. You, know, you, don't, you don't go through a process to put the river inside you. The river enters you when you believe. How many of you have believed? Awesome. So, now that you have believed, the river has come. It now says out of you. So, the issue now... The issue now is to get it to flow out of you. Hello? If it can flow out of you, we know it's already living water. It already has its characteristics. You are not the one giving it its character. It already has its character. Now, what we want to see is that it flows out of you. If it can successfully flow out of you. <laughs> Woo! All that we want to see is that this river, you're not about to get it. It's not going to come to you on the day you see Jesus face to face. It's not going to come to you in the street by and by. It's already in you now. Can you imagine? That river is already in your spirit right now. How many of you know that your spirit, I told you this last week, your spirit does not grow. Hmm? Your spirit is full much. <laughs> How many of you think that the Holy Spirit that you receive is a junior? How many of you think the Holy Spirit you receive is a girl? The lady. No. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And He came to live inside of you the moment you believed in Jesus. So He says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then Jesus now gives us context because He doesn't want you to miss it. He now tells you what's, what He's talking about. Look at this next verse. Verse 39. He says, He was talking about the Holy Ghost. Context. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. He wasn't talking about <laughs> he wasn't talking about the water that you know. No, he was talking about the Holy Spirit that they who believe should receive. He now says, at the time he was talking, the Spirit of God was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. What does it mean to be glorified? There's the resurrection, then there's the glorification. Glorification is his ascension back into heaven. So Jesus had not gone back. Now remember, it follows. Because Jesus now begins to tell, tell us in John 14. He says, hey, you know what? Don't worry, I'm going back to my father. I'm going to send you another comforter. You see that? That's the Holy Ghost. So now we agree that this river is deposited inside of you. So Jesus makes this all-important invitation. Endorsing the essence of this river. Endorsing the essence of this flood. He says, hey, come on! 
If every man thirsts, let him come to the water and drink. The question now is this. People are thirsting. Look up at me. A lot of people are thirsting, but they are not drinking. So the thirst is not going away. What did we say a thirst is when we were teaching on, on, on Wednesday? The, a thirst is a desire. It's simply a desire. Alright? A desire. For example, you desire to grow in the things of the Spirit. That's a desire. That's a thirst. You desire to experience productivity. You desire to experience success in your, in your career. You desire to experience, you know, growth and forward movement. It's a desire. So he says, if any man thirsts, he didn't say call a friend. He didn't say phone a friend. He didn't say do anything. He said, come and drink. Drink first. So the response to thirst, when you see a desire in your life, the response must be to drink. That is, take advantage of the provision that God has made available for that thirst to be quenched. Can we say amen? amen? So Jesus endorses this idea. Now, if Jesus endorses something, you should take it serious. I, I, okay, no, I'm not going to go into that. Jesus endorsed this idea and said, if you thirst, come and drink. And if you drink, out of you shall flow rivers of living water. Now, I'm going to take you through scripture and show you some of the things. Then I will come back here. I just want to take you through scripture and show you some of the things that happens. I told you, I said a mechanism is the way you get something to work. How you bring about something. God's way of bringing about certain things in scripture is by flooding it. So, I want to show you some scriptures now. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 44, verses 3 and 4. Let's read it together, please, if you, if you can. We want to go? Uh-huh. Stop. What do you do to dry ground? Uh-huh. I'm, showing you, I'm showing you where you should use the river. Number one, you're in a dry situation. A lot of us have been in dry situations. We don't know how to flood it. We complain. We murmur. We grumble. But you don't know that <laughs> this river that is inside you, that Jesus said is inside you, is for a purpose. It's supposed to come. It's supposed to flow out of you. Now look at this. It says, For I will pour water on him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. Alright? Then you see it again. I will pour my spirit upon your seed. And my blessing upon your offspring. Next verse. And they shall what? Spring up amongst what? The grass. As willows by the water courses. So, here's what's going on. Alright? There's a flood in your spirit. Jesus said it came in the moment you believed. Now, there's dryness. Dryness can be a dryness of, you know, health. A dryness of finance. A dryness of idea. You know, a dryness of resources, a dryness of fellowship with the Lord, a dryness of something, anything. Whatever seems like dry ground, looks like things are dry, looks like things are not working in your business, in your job, in your career, in your life. Things are not working. The, the thing that happens 
is that scripture says that God is going to what? Pour out his spirit and then the dry ground has hope because the spirit is poured out. I want you to notice the idea of pouring out. Now, (laughs) pouring out symbol, listen to this. Pouring out represents the fact that it's not going to be done scarcely. You understand? It's not going to be done scarcely. It's not going to be done, um, you know, holding back kind of way. No, I'm pouring out. Let me tell you, when God poured out the Spirit, He emptied the bottle. The Bible talks about the fact that the Spirit came in its full measure. So I'm showing you some of the things that should happen when the Spirit is poured out. So look at this. Mechanism number one. If you want to bring a dry ground to become fruitful and you start seeing grasses grow in that place, you do what? You flood it. Show you another scripture. This today's scripture will do the talking. Isaiah 32, 15. Let's go there. Isaiah 32 and verse 15. Let's read it together. I want to go. If you have, a, if you have breath, let's read it together. I want to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you seeing the scriptures? Are you seeing them for yourself? It says, until the Spirit be poured out. Use that word again. Poured out. Be poured out upon us from on high. Until that happens, the wilderness, you know what a wilderness is, nothing is growing. The wilderness will not become a fruitful field until the Spirit is poured out. What he's saying here is telling you what will happen when the Spirit is poured out. The wilderness will become a fruitful field. Think about it. Look, let me tell you. If you ever traveled to the desert and you looked at a wilderness and you actually really saw a wilderness... You will never imagine that a fruitful field can come out of it. It takes special eyes. Look at your life right now. If only you knew what can come out of your story right now. If only you knew what can come out of your story. I don't live in your house. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you came to church with. I don't know what situation is bothering you. But listen, what this scripture is telling you is that without the eyes of the Spirit, without the engagement of the Spirit, alright, you will see a wilderness as a wilderness. Until, look at, until the Spirit is poured out. So, what is God's answer? What is God's mechanism for turning a wilderness to a fruitful field? Pour out the Spirit. Now, here's the point. Until the Spirit is poured out from Paragastas, Until the Spirit is poured out from on high. The Bible talks about Jesus saying he has been given. Now, it is until the Spirit is poured out from within. He's inside now. He's mm, no more from on high. Say, Lord, Lord, Lord. No, 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 no. It's no more from on high. It is now from within. Yeah, you are seeing what was to come. Jesus even said, He said, because the Spirit has not been given, all right, because Jesus was not glorified. He said it. But He now said that to all who believe in me, it is now out of your belly, no more from, from above. 
It's not out of your belly because it's now deposited there. The question I want to ask you, has Jesus died? Church, talk to me, talk to me. Has Jesus died? Has he been buried? Has he risen again? Is he now glorified? Now the spirit is within. But look at what he says. He says, until the spirit be poured upon us from on high. Until that happens. Can you put some, I don't know, put some fine tuning on this mic. Seems like I'm losing my voice. Until the spirit be poured out upon us from on high. The wilderness will remain a wilderness. And many times, you will not be able to see the possibility of a fruitful field coming out of it. All you will see is a wilderness. So, for example, in your own life, in your own circumstance, all you might see is dryness everywhere. Until the Spirit now, you're not waiting for the Spirit to be poured out from on high. He's being poured out. He's now, he's now letting flow from within. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're not saying, Lord, I'm waiting for you. God will turn back and say, you, I'm waiting for you. What are you going to do with what is in your spirit already? Say, Lord, can you help me? Say, you, you can bring this thing out. See, this is so powerful. You know why? Because it removes you from being at the mercy of any system. At the mercy of any structure. At the mercy of any let me tell you, it even removes you from being at the mercy of your education. Uh, so what if you had a third class? So what? So what? So what if you finish the third class? No, 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 no. So what? <laughs> there are people who, are, who, who have done well for themselves with a third class. Hey, by all means, go to get an education if you can. But haven't you seen the system of this world fail? So what if we finish the talk? Let me tell you what happens to Ekalabaya. Many people, that, you see, when they go out, they finish the third class, they'll say, they gave me third class. But if it's first class they finish, you say, I made it first class. You see, you see, I made it. But if, they, if, if it was third class, they gave me. Then guess what? That thing they gave you has now become, if you watch the way they talk, if you watch the way they carry themselves, no more, no, no more joy. No more expectation. No more anticipation. Why are you not going for a better job? Well, I finished the third class. Or oh, the next thing they'll say is, I, 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 it's ND, 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 only ND holder. Why are you not doing something bigger with your life? They tell you, well, you know, I, I, I didn't go to the right school. I didn't study the right course. I wanted to study microbiology, but they gave me genetics. Other talk. It's because spirit has not poured out. You see all that conversation that you are talking. If you let the spirit in you come out, then you will see that not only are you not only are you supposed to be walking around with your head, shoulders down, you know, head, you know, bent one way, and then everybody that talks to you, the first thing they know is that you finish the third class. Then they leave the conversation and saying, Oh Marshall, hey yeah, what well, what's the hope now? There was a man who was talking like that. His name was Peter. Until the Spirit was poured out. Then the same Peter went and stood in front of 5,000 people or more. Because if 3,000 got saved, then there were more. And they started talking boldly. 
The spirit, when you are engaging, he will show you beyond your education. He will show you. See, some of you, you don't live. Some of you, you, some of you, there are some of you sitting here. You don't like your friends to visit your house. Because you don't like the way your house is. And you don't like the way it looks. And you don't like the area where you live. And guess what? In your mind, you think you're going to live all your life in that place. Let the spirit be poured out. Suddenly your eyes will be open. And you know, no, 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 no. I'm not going to die, live and die. You were born there. You live there. You're going to die there. No, the devil is a liar. Do you understand? The spirit of God can give fresh vision to your eyes. See, let me tell you what I want you to understand from this. Until the spirit is poured out, that is, until the spirit is engaged, you will not look at a wilderness and imagine in your wildest dreams that a fruitful field can come out of it. Now, listen, listen to me, listen to me. Look up at me, everybody. That really is the problem. That really is the problem. Hey, thank you, Lord, I like this. I like this. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Look up at me. Let me ask you a question. If you've not had your bath for two weeks, you know it's a bad thing, right? It's a bad thing, isn't it? But then, you know that you are one step away from being clean. True or false? Do you sit down crying that I've not had a shower for two weeks? You are sitting down crying. Hey, I've not had a shower for two weeks. You are crying. Weeping, sobbing. Do you do that? Once you are tired of... <laughs> once you are tired, you get into the bathroom and take a shower and you are clean. You know why you are not crying and wailing and mourning and all of that? There is a vision in your eyes that cleanness is within reach. In the same way, if you engage the Holy Spirit, no matter how dead, how dark, how you know, empty this situation is, you know that solution is within reach. It's only a matter of pouring him out. How many of you cry that you've not taken a shower for four weeks? You start to cry and start to weep. Ah, just go and shower. Why don't you cry? It's because you know the solution is within reach. You don't have to climb a mountain or do whatever. You, in fact, if you live in peace, may I slap you? You can just go to your your neighbor say borrow me one bucket of water there do you understand it's not difficult your mind can comprehend that it's not difficult when you engage the holy spirit your mind will be able to comprehend that a wilderness can become a fruitful field and then suddenly the situation is no longer difficult anymore i don't know if you understand what i'm saying how many of you understand what i'm saying so that thing that is making you cry and weep and wail and mourn and groan the solution is within reach. Shout with me, the solution is within reach. Alright, look at Joel 2 and verse 28. Joel 2 and verse 28. Look at what it says. And it shall come to pass. I'm just liking this pour out. Pour out. Are you seeing pour out? Hey, Jesus. See this. It says, and it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He's using water terminologies. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Is your flesh included in all flesh? You know, why do you exclude yourself from good things that God has included you in? Say, Pastor, I don't come to church regularly. You are included. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Now look at what happens next. When the spirit is poured out, look at what happens. Your sons and your daughters shall do what? Hey church, talk to me. When the flood happens, the flood of the spirit, what happens? You begin to prophesy. Listen, listen, look at what happens. Prophecy is that even though it has not happened and it doesn't look like it, you are inspired to say it. You have not married. You don't have kids. But by this pouring out, I'm showing you what happens when the spirit is poured out. By this pouring out, you start to prophesy. Prophecy doesn't make sense if you are discussing what is around you. And you are discussing what you don't have. That's no longer prophecy. That's wailing. <laughs> That's mourning. That's groaning. <laughs> you are talking about all the things that is around you. When the spirit is poured out, you know what happens? Your sons are... Are you a son? Are you a daughter? By the outpouring of the spirit, you start to prophesy. How do we know that you are pouring out something? You are constantly prophesying. You don't have a car yet, but you are prophesying. This is a flooding mechanism. People don't understand it. You don't have a job yet, but you're prophesying. Clients are not coming yet, but you're prophesying. From the outpouring of the Spirit. Hey, yeah. Listen. When the Spirit is poured out, it didn't say things have to change before you talk. It says it is your talk that will make things change. Let me tell you, a lot of you don't understand. This thing is within your reach. My job is to actually help you to see how within reach it is. There are a lot of people who want things to change before they, can, before they start to prophesy. That is no longer prophecy. That is newscasting. You know, newscasters actually discuss what has happened. Prophecy is that you are discussing what will happen. The, the, the conduit, the ingredient for making prophecy work is that you've not seen it. You understand? Hey, see, see. That thing you've not seen is the reason why you should prophesy. But for people, that thing they've not seen is the reason why they start to wail. Yeah! I've not seen it for three years. For three years. No, that's the reason why you should prophesy. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? It says, and it shall come to pass that when this flood is poured out, it says the spirit will come upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, the old men, they are not, they are not excluded. Some people think that old age is retirement. You are entering 60 all of a sudden. You are waiting to rock on the wheel, on the, on the, to stay on the rocking chair. Listen, at 85, you can still be doing big things. And I speak that over you in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, you are not going to slow down even when you get older. Do you understand what I am saying? Some of you, you will have good ideas in your youth. You have great ideas in your, in, your, in your midlife. And you even do greater exploits. I'm prophesying over you right now. You will do big exploits. Even in your old age. No, some of you did not hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I just said. You know, when the spirit is poured out, you don't leave anybody out. The young men will prophesy. The old men will dream dreams. Even they are included. Don't you say I have a dream? You know, when we were younger, we used to think that old men, actually I interpreted this scripture as old men would dream dreams and talk about what had happened. No. You still have a dream, don't you? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. So what he's saying is that old age does not exclude them from expecting good things to happen. Some of you should go and tell your parents that. Because some of you have parents that are already getting ready to pack up. 
They are getting ready to go to the rocking chair. And if you hear their conversation, the conversation is, well, when I go, when I go, when I go, when I go, what is wrong with you? Shut up! There's more! Caleb stood in front of Joshua and said to him, I am 85 years old. I am as strong today as when Moses sent me. When Moses sent him, he was 40. <laughs> Some of you are waiting to, 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 to become, you know, let, let, let me just quickly do and retire. You know, some, I hear some parents, some old people's conversation. Hey, the devil is a liar. As a youth, you came out of the village to make something of your life in the city. And as an old man, you're going back to the same village. Why did you come out before? Why? Why did you ever come out? You should have stayed in that village. It's a mindset. It's a mindset of, I'm going, let me go home. Let me go home. Where is home? Home is everywhere I am. Home is global for me. Hey, you didn't hear me. Some of you are not in church. I said home is global for me. Anywhere the sole of my feet, scripture says. Anywhere, anywhere, the sole of my feet shall tread upon. It has been given to me as an inheritance. I don't need to go home to become at home. Anywhere I go, I'm at home. Why? The earth is the Lord's and His fullness. Death, the world and day that dwell therein. And the last time I checked, he said, call to me and I will give you the nations as an inheritance. Me, retire in my village, God forbid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can make my home in Pretoria, South Africa. I can make it in, in Canada. I can make it in Denmark. Do you understand? And it can be in Lagos. Shout Amen! So, listen to what I'm saying to you. When this spirit is poured out, you don't say, too old, go and sleep. Everybody is included. The old man dreams dreams. Oh, 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 look at what God is going to do next week. You know, one of the things that kills our parents fast enough is no anticipation anymore. No drive. Nothing. You know, everybody is waiting to just check out. You know, so you hear the conversation. Well, let's, just, let's just do and go. Let's just do it. After all, we have raised you. So you people can take over from what? Take over what? The spirit can... Listen, the spirit can energize you until you're 90. Good thoughts. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Good thoughts. Quality ideas. At 90. When your mates are looking for midlife crisis, you, you, are, you are talking about midlife rises. From, from, from level to level to level to level to level to level. There's no slowing down. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no slowing down. I love T.D. Jakes for this. When I was watching him as a small boy, I will see him wearing big... Big, his, his suit, his suit trouser can enter like five people. As the years came and, and, and went, Tilly Jakes begins to become more than everything, disposition. This man is entering, if he's not up to 60 already. Huh? 
He's entering 60. At this point, he's writing movies. Creating the best stuff. Let me tell you, when the spirit takes over your mind. When the, I don't know who I'm talking to in this service. When the spirit of God takes over your mind, there's no slowing down. You may be 80, but there's no slowing down. You may be 90, but there's no slowing down. Billy Graham was said in, in his older years, his most attentive audience were teenagers and youth. Think about it. He has a crusade. Teenagers and youth. <laughs> 20s, 18, 19, are gathering in the meeting. The question is, what is he telling them? What's he saying? 90-year-old <laughs> man, what are you saying? I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God will make you relevant in all generations. I don't know who I'm talking to. But the Spirit of God, by the anointing, will make you relevant in all generations. I don't know who I'm talking to. I said the Spirit of God will give you fresh ideas, fresh insight, and make you relevant in all generations. It will not be said about you that you started packing up because you entered 50. They now say midlife crisis. God forbid. The devil is a liar. At 60, 75, you should be playing golf strong. You understand? Your energy will still be... Let me tell you, 60, 65, 70, you're not going to be sitting on a rocking chair. I declare over you, you're not going to be in a wheelchair. You're not going to be in a wheelchair. You're not going to be in a wheelchair. They're not going to be pushing you about like because, because you had a stroke. The devil is a liar. Your eyes will be, will be bright. Your natural force will be strong. You're going to be moving and your best ideas will still be coming out at that age. Do you hear what I said? It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. See the influence that the spirit has upon all flesh. All flesh. Are you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you not included? Why are you writing of yourself? All flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Listen. Prophesy is not complain. So if you find yourself. This boss. Let me tell you. Spirit is there. They're not pouring him out. They're complaining. Everything. Everything is a problem. Everything. Let me tell you. There's no society you live in that you will see something to complain about. You better deal with it. Some of you want to buy tickets and travel. That's your life's biggest dream. No problem. But when you go there, you will see white people shooting black people in malls. If, you want, if, that's what, if that's what you want to do, you want to complain, you go to South Africa, you see them doing, uh, they'll see, um, what's it called? Um, xenophobia. Well, you can by the Spirit. Yeah. Everywhere this thing is happening, I'm not there. Wow. Then I use that same influence. All the people who are my friends, I use that same influence upon them. They are not there. They just didn't show up that day. Say, I prophesy. Let me tell you today, from today, you can switch your complaining to prophecy. But that happens when you know that there's a river inside you. Pull him out and then the next thing, you start seeing yourself prophesying. Then as you go older, 
you start dreaming dreams. Of even bigger things that you're going to do. It says, your young men shall see visions. Stop there. I pour out my spirit. Sons and daughters. Are you a son? Yes, sir. You prophesy. Old men. Will you get old? Yes, sir. How many of you, how many of you will die young? <laughs> you better listen before you raise your hand. <laughs> Some people know they listen. <laughs> how many of you will die young? None. So you get old. The, the thing covers you. Isn't it good that you are 23? You're learning this now. You're 24. You're learning it now. By the time you get old, you're still dreaming dreams. You, you know, when, when, listen, when they engage you and they hear your mind, they, there's no slowing down. Yes, and there's no, you're not talking retrogression. You're not talking, you know, you know and then there are some old people that their whole conversation is when we used to, used to, used to, used to. Everything is used to. Ah, I remember those days when I used to. When I used to. What about now, sir? Those days when I used to. Now, those days when I we used to pack up with. In our days. <laughs> the devil is a liar. By the Spirit of God, you will remain relevant for all days. All days. There will be no historic talk. And for some of us, even when we reference history, it's because of what we know will happen now. So I say the way, just like David, say the way God delivered me from the bear and delivered me from the lion. That's the same way. <laughs> oh, I feel myself happy. I feel myself joyful. It's not historic conversation that will that will end in history. He was referring to lion and bear because there was a bigger challenge now. You this Goliath, you are coming down. You think he wasn't older by the time he got there? He was older. But that he was older did not mean that he would not, he would not be able to do exploits. I don't know why I'm here. But I prophesy in the name of Jesus. For everyone under the sound of my voice. You are not going to slow down because of old age. You're not going to become irrelevant because of a sickness. Or because of a disease. In the name of Jesus. Alright, let's move. Gotta move quickly. Isaiah 55, 1 to 3. Quick, quick, quick. Look at what it says. It says, look everyone that tests. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, some of you are not seeing what I'm saying. Read it again. Stop. What did I say test is? Desire. Okay, you want to desire something. You say, Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. It says, come to the waters. And he that has no money, stop. Since when did money become a hindrance for progress? Hi. Hi now. My, my, look, look. Please, can we stop doing religious Christianity? This is power here. The last time I checked, no money, no money, no money. That's why we've not moved for 15 years. No money. 
No money. No money. No money. No money. No money. We've not bought the property because there's no money. We've not brought the real. No money. No money. Everybody. No money. No money. No money. And you will live in a society where people magnify and worship money as though money is God. This is how the conversation will always go. No money. No money. Ah, but there's something called buy without money. So what did you buy with? Ah, it's higher. What you bought with is higher. It's called favor. Do you understand? It says, come, he that had no money, come and buy. You know why he can say buy freely because somebody already paid. You go and buy without, without knowing that somebody has paid. Look at it. Look at how it works. I want you to go to some shops and buy food. So I send the money into the account. And I tell them, I have paid. You go and buy without money. Meaning, hey, thank you, dear Lord. Meaning that you can start walking to that place. You're not holding your purse. You're not holding your bag. And you won't feel that anything is missing. Oh, you didn't, you didn't hear me. You won't feel inferior. You won't feel like anything is missing. You will go there boldly because somebody has paid. Why is it then that a price has been paid? It's called the finished work of Jesus. Some of you don't understand that it is currency. But don't worry. As you live long, you will understand that the finished work of Jesus is currency. So you see the same way you boldly walked to Sumptuous, alright, and took that meal without having any money, no wallet, no nothing, and you didn't feel inferior. That's the same way with your mind fixed on the finished work of Jesus. You can walk into any situation and buy without money and not feel inferior. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but look at the conversation. He said, if you thirst... Come to the waters. And he that had no money. Look, I mean, I'm, did I write this? Okay. He that has no money, come and buy. Come buy wine and milk. It's not even saying come and buy spiritual things. Though. Because actually, <laughs> you can't buy spiritual things. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's always a gift. But when it comes to natural things, you can use money for transaction. And he's saying, the things that you use money as transaction for, you can pour out the Spirit and get them. You can pour out and get them. You understand? You can pour out. Some of you have not understood eh, that being drunk in the Holy Ghost has natural advantage. That's the reason why you're listening to some, in, some, in, some interesting people. You want to buy without money? Come. Come buy. Without money and without price. Common sense must tell you somebody paid. <laughs> it's just that it came for free to you doesn't mean that it's free. Somebody paid. When Jesus stood and said it is finished, what do you think he was talking about? You think, oh, some of you, I think you should go and listen to some of those messages that we preach. What the scope of our salvation covers. You think he was talking about your spirituality alone? The price for your spirituality is finished. No. Go back into scripture. He promised them lands. He promised them things. He promised them tangible, 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 tangible. Don't let anybody deceive you. This thing starts out in the spirit. Do you understand? But it moves into the lesser. Shout amen. amen. I'm showing some of you business people how to walk. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. So what? Flood. <laughs> Flood. I started with what Jesus himself said. He says in you. 
flood now. Flood. Until the money comes. And the money always comes. Some of you don't understand. The money always comes. Let me tell you, if I told you, you see the problem, like I said before, the problem is that many of you, you take spiritual things and you look at them like, uh, is this currency? If I told you, start traveling now, 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 now. Go by road. Go by road. Go all the way to Abuja. When you get to Abuja, continue. Go by road. Go by road. Get to Zamfara. When you get to Zamfara, go to Jalingo. When you get to Jalingo, go to Nasarawa. There you receive $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> see how she laughed. <laughs> Can you see how she laughed? I am telling you, the next available bus, she'll move. And I'm telling you again, she will not stop until she gets to Nasarawa. Ah, was it tough? Yes. But don't worry. When I arrive at Nasarawa with a hundred thousand US dollars, I can take a plane back. I can charter the entire plane. Some of you are thinking about the process it takes to go and receive this thing. Say it's too much. Ah, why are we praying too much? Not knowing that when you come out with the goods that you come out with, you can purchase an entire city. You don't understand. That's why you're complaining. You say, come and pray for three hours. It's flood. You are coming out. You are bringing out flood. Shout amen somebody. Next verse. It says, Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which is not satisfying. Hacking diligently unto me. Eat, and you shall <laughs> that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. This year, can you buy that property without money? What are you going to use? Flood. Some of you are not talking back at me. You see, this conversation, it's good you talk back. Because as you talk back at me, this thing is settling in your spirit. Listen, let me tell you, uncle did not help you, no problem. Auntie did not call you, no problem. Brother did not call you. Right now, I'm learning more and more eh, that I need people in my life, do you understand? But I'm not going to be chasing everybody. And, do you understand? I'm not going to, I'll call you, call you, look as if there's a problem. I'll call you, call you, call you. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. I am a good guy. I love you, I love you, I love you. I'll call you when we can. But no, my life does not depend on you. No. I've got the Holy Ghost. I've got the Holy... Do you understand what I'm saying? I will flood out what I want. While we were praying this morning, here, the Spirit of God has asked me, Say, have you actually... And I'm asking you that same question. Have you actually sat down and then decided... Let's say you want to get a job. Sit down and decide what job. Then decide how you want to get it. That is, decide how you want to get it. Decide how the person is going to meet you, the kind of conversation they are going to have, and what you are going to say in response. Decide all of that, then sit down and make it happen. You have what it takes to make it happen. Some of you will hear these things. I mean, I have have heard, I have heard, testimonies of people how that this was where they wanted to go they saw it then they sat down and planned everything with the holy ghost they plotted the entire graph and guess what when they came out everything the man they wanted to see the press the thing they wanted don't you know who you are 
You're a spirit. You walking like normal men, just talking like normal men, every, everything. You are the mercy of everything. Everyone. You are the mercy of everything. There will come a time, and I prophesy to you. There will come a time. Listen, listen to me. You will be humble. You will be humble because you have the Spirit of God. But you will realize that your life is not at the mercy of any business. Actually, when they do business with you, it will be said like that guy in scripture. I have learned, Leban said to Jacob, he said, I have learned from experience that I have been blessed because of you. I prophesy over some of you and all of you that do business and all of you that work in an organization. In the name of Jesus, the story from today would be that people will say concerning you, I have learned by experience that I have been blessed because of you. See, no longer I prophesy over you. No longer will it be that people are relating with you like they are doing you a favor. From today, that tide has shifted. It will now be that we are learning that doing business with you is profitable. I'm learning that being your friend is profitable. Since I became your friend, I realized that I'm making progress in my life. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That idea that you're always feeling inferior, inferior to someone, inferior to situations, inferior to circumstances. No. It ends today. And if you came in here with an expectation, I'm speaking these words over you directly. Lift up your hands and say, I receive. Shout again, I receive. Say it again, I receive. Oh, shout it one more time. Say, I receive. Joel 3. Joel 3. I have a few more to show you. Joel 3. 17 to 20. Look at what it says. It says, You shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy. And there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. Next verse. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine and the hills shall flow. Always, use, always understand that word flow, not restriction. You know, there are some people that their flow is always restricted. Flowing today, stop. Another two months. Then another flow. Then stop. Then another restriction. Look at this. It shall flow with me. Then look at this. And all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. And the fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord. Where is the fountain coming from? The last time I checked, who are you? Okay. I'm coming to that. Don't worry. And shall do what? Water the valley of Sheik. So, flooding mechanism. You want to, you want to, when you water something, it's not so it can grow, so life can come out of it. Didn't Jesus say that it's living water? Living water that causes things to grow. So if you let the flood come out of you, things start to grow. This church is growing with the, with the flood. Some of you are not hearing what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Thursday we're praying. Friday we're praying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, we're flooding. We're flooding. 
of flooding. Shout, I receive. Now, do you know what you're going to do to that confusion in your business? You, you've been looking for how to scale up. Have you discussed with me? You've been looking for how to scale up. Huh? You know what to do now? You flood it. Your life, listen, your life is not at the mercy of anybody in that industry. Your life, your life is not at the mercy of anybody in that industry. I declare in the name of Jesus that there will be industry leaders coming out of here. Industry leaders. Recognize it. Just like Abraham said, I lifted my hand to heaven. I will not take a shoe latchet from, lest you say, I made Abraham rich. That's your testimony here. Unless anybody takes, takes God glory, God's glory and shares God's glory with him. The power of God is here. Go back to that, that verse. That's where I want to stop. It says, and it shall come to pass in that day, the mountain shall drop with new wine. And the hills shall flow with milk. And all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. And the fountain shall come forth out of the house of the Lord. And water the valley. Soon when that valley is being watered, all of a sudden the water level comes up. And we can't notice the valley anymore. Everything is leveled up. It's until you enter that you see that ah, I'm going down. Because... Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. The anointing is a leveler. Listen to me. There are many people who have started ahead of you. They are masters in the business. They've gone ahead of you. The anointing is a leveler. You didn't hear what I'm saying? You didn't hear what I'm saying? It's a leveler. It's a leveler. It now looks like people who have been in the industry for 20 years now look like we started at the same time. Leveler. <laughs> leveler. The anointing will level things out. Oh, I say it will level things out. Some of you are listening to me right now. It looks like everybody has gone ahead of you. Don't worry. Speed has come. <laughs> your feet, your feet, your feet has gained speed. Now, not only, I'm prophesying today, not only are you catching up, you are overtaking some people seem like they have done better than you. Not only are you catching up with them, but God is causing the speed of the Spirit to cause you to overtake. And these words will not fall to the ground, says the Spirit of the living God. It will not fall to the ground. Hear me and hear me good. These words will not fall to the ground. Let's do a couple more. Zechariah 3 and verse 1. Quick, 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 Yesterday I was listening to rap music in the car. I was listening. How many of you know Lecrae? How many of you know Lecrae? Uh-huh. I was listening to Lecrae and just doop, doop. And in favor and when you were in the car with me. Yeah, is, that, is it a creator that sang that? Ah, uh, you think that we are, we are behind? No. 
No, big church boys know how to how to ball in the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? We don't fall back on anything. Gone are the days where they say as poor as a church rat. Now the rat in church is well fed, loaded, and sharing to the nations. <laughs> you came late. <laughs> you came late. Our eyes have been opened. And we see the glory of God. You came very late. Never let anybody laugh at you because you're a church girl. You do church. Yes, they look at you. They look at you. What, are you, what, what am I missing? <laughs> I didn't get the memo. What am I missing? What do you have that I'm missing? What can you do that I can't do? <laughs> but there's power on me. There's, there's an anointing on me today. And there's utterance. Let me tell you what will happen to many of you this week. You will stand in front of kings and suddenly your tongue will be loose. And every word that you will speak will be filled with wisdom. Wisdom from God. And when you talk, it will be like, where have you been all this while? 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 So shall it be. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, Zechariah 3. No, that's, that's not. Next verse. That's not the scripture. Next verse. Two. No, that's not the scripture that I want. Let's look at Zechariah 4, 8 to 11. Zechariah 4, 8 to 11. It says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, next verse, the hands of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation of the house. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. Next verse. For who has despised the days of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord who run to and fro the, the whole earth. Next verse. Then I answered and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the, of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? Next verse. And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches? which through the two golden pipes empty themselves, empty the golden oil out of themselves. Next verse. And he answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Next verse. And he, and he said, These are the two anointed ones that stand before the Lord of the whole earth. Next verse. Alright. Then I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked. And a flying, and behold, a flying roll. Next verse. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I see a flying roll. The length thereof is twenty cubits, and the breadth thereof is ten cubits. And then he said unto me, This is the curse that goes over the face of the whole earth. For every one that sealeth, that sealeth shall be cut off. That sealeth shall be cut off. Next verse. I want to show you something. And I will bring it forth, says the Lord of hosts. 
and he shall enter into the house of the thief, and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by the name, and it shall remain in the midst of his house, and shall consume it with timber thereof and with the stones thereof. Now, if you go on, I don't have time, if you go on reading, you would realize that all that destruction that is going on there, there are some people that are exempted from it. And that person is you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, let me tell you something. There can be destruction going on in the environment. But destruction doesn't have to come to you. You didn't hear me. There can be confusion going on in the environment. And everybody's talking confusion. But confusion doesn't have to come to you. And in the name of Jesus, I decree that you are preserved from the destructions. How many of you have been on Twitter lately? It's one chaos after the other, one confusion after the other, one calamity after the other, one destruction after the other. But God says to tell you, you are the hope of this world. You're the hope of this world. Let me show you one last verse. Ezekiel 47 and verse 1. This is where I'm going to close. I want to show you this. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. And for the forefront of the house stood towards the east. And waters came from under the, house, the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Next verse. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the other gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran waters on the side, on the right side. And when the man that had a line, I want you to take note of that man, very important, that had the line in his hand, went forth eastward. This plane is about to land. You need to get this. He measured a thousand cubits. Can you put that um, picture on the screen? Let's, let me show you what a thousand cubits is. A thousand cubits is 1,700 feet. That's 530 meters. That's a thousand cubits. That was what was measured. All right? All right. Go back to my text. I'm reading something and I'll show you. Go back to my text. And then the man that had this line in his hand measured. And the waters, all right, were a thousand cubits. And he brought me through the waters... And the waters were at the ankle. Follow the conversation. Next verse. Then he measured again another thousand cubits. So this is what's happening. A man takes a line. And then he starts from there. And then he measures. Alright. First of all, notice that the water is coming out of the house. Right? The water is coming out of the temple. 
another translation. We'll probably look at it in another translation. The water is coming out of the temple. Now, when you measure, it's a thousand cubits. That's 1,700 feet. It's ankle deep. Journey is taking place, you know. Movement is taking place. Water is ankle deep. Then they measure again. Another journey is taking place. Look at what's happening. And he measured again a thousand. And brought me through the waters. The waters got where? Alright? It got to my what? To my knees. Go back. Go back. Alright. Awesome. So, the waters were to what? To my knees. And then he measured again a thousand. And brought me through the waters. And the waters are now where? Where's the launch? Here. So, look at what's happening. The water is increasing as the journey is progressing. There are many people who journey through life. Guess what? They experience the manifestation of the Spirit once. So, you hear people say, ah, that time, that's it, I can never forget. But then that's the end. No. This, the Spirit of God showed me, is that as the measuring is taking place, it starts at ankle deep. But it does not stop there. The experience does not stop there. It goes to the knee. It doesn't stop there. It goes to the waist. It doesn't stop there. Look at it again. Next verse. Afterward, he measured a thousand cubits. And guess what? It was a what? It was a what? It was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen. Now, waters to swim in. A river that could not be passed over. God is, listen, God is committed to increasing your experience daily. The one you had yesterday can be ankle deep. But by the time you move again, you know, for your journey in life is now knee deep. And then you move again. There's no conversation about it reducing. But let's continue. I want to show you something. Continue. Verse 6. We're going all the way to verse 12. Alright, so brace yourself. Amen. And then he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. This is the river that has been measured now. I'm now back at the brink. And now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river. Look at what's happening. At the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. Next verse. And then he said unto me, these waters issue out towards the east country and go down into the desert. Look at, look, 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 please. Don't miss this. It goes down into what? Meaning the desert is dry, right? The water has gone into the desert. Awesome. And then goes into the sea. Which being brought forth into the sea, the waters of the sea shall be healed. Next verse. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come. Look at this. Anywhere this river goes. Whatever is there will begin to live. Let's continue. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Activity is happening now. 
Business is happening. You know, some people were fishers of men. I mean, they were fishermen. It was business. It was commerce. Some of you who don't understand that, <laughs> Holy Ghost can help business. This is the conversation. Because the waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live wherever the river goes. Whoa. We'll continue. Just wait, watch and see. And it shall come to pass. That the fishers shall stand upon it from Engidi to Engiliam. They shall be a place to spread forth their nets. Their fish shall be according to their kind. As the fish of the great sea. Exceeding what? So we are discussing, you know, abundance here. Because this river is flowing. Next verse. But the memory places... Thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. Next verse. And by the river upon the bank thereof and on this side and on that side shall grow all trees for meat whose leaves shall not fade. Neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. That's you can't finish it. It shall bring forth New fruits according to months. Just imagine that you are, you are new productive every month. Every month. Okay? Because there are waters issued out from where? Where did the water issue out from? The last time I checked, what is your body? The temple of the living God. Where does the water, this water that causes healing for the nations, doing this, doing that. Where is it coming out from? Okay, it says, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof shall be for medicine. Everything that comes out of this river is good for something. What is your body, please? What did Jesus say about your body? Out of you shall flow what? Back up a little bit. I'm closing this message because I want, I want you to see. <laughs> yeah, 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 go back, go back. Next, stop, stop, stop. Next verse. It says, no, no, ah, man, you have really gone. <laughs> go all the way to verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 6. 6. Awesome. And he said unto me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. 7 now. And when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river, there were what? Many trees on one side and on the other. Eight. Yeah, this is where I want to go. Then he said unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country and go down into the deserts and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, How many of you have a desert-like situation? Flood it. Sickness in your body. Flood it. Next verse. And it shall come to pass that everything liveth, that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live 
wherever the river goes. Say this with me, the river is in me. So did he say a few things will live? Did he say most things? He says everything. Everything? No, wait. Everything? So why, 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 why shouldn't things live? Is the river in you? Hey, church, is the river in you? So you know what you're going to do? You flood stuff. If you want to bring an increase into something you want to see, something by the Spirit, you flood it. You make it come out in abundance. And if you want to drown something you don't want to see anymore, you flood it. How many of you are excited about this? I want to ask you again. How many of you are excited about this? Say the river is in me. Rush your feet, everyone. Come, come, come to this keyboard. Rush your feet, everyone. Shout with me. The river is in me. Say it again. The river is in me. Say it again. The river is in me. Say it again. The river is in me. Whilst everybody's standing, I want you to put that that diagram on the screen. I want to just show you. This is how it works. Look at this. I always come here prepared for you. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in the body. Your spirit is where the river is. You see that? Out of your spirit shall flow rivers of living water. So what we want to do is get this river in your spirit into your soul. If we get this river in, that is in your spirit into your soul, there will be no depression. None. None. You know why I know there will be no depression? Can, you, can your mind think of depression in heaven? Your spirit is on God's level. I keep telling you. It's on God's level. <laughs> Jennifer, the spirit is complete. Full. Complete. Your spirit doesn't grow. It's not a junior is on the same level with God. He that is joined to the Lord is what? He that is joined to the Lord is one. One spirit with him. So, your spirit is complete. Guess what? Let me even tell you another thing. Your spirit is sealed. How many of you know your spirit is sealed? When your spirit was recreated, if any man be in Christ is a new creation, all things are passed away, all things have become new, and all things are of God, alright? When your spirit gets, got born again, you got born again, huh? The Holy Ghost came to live in your spirit and God quickly sealed it. Sealed it. Quickly sealed it be, before contamination comes in. The contamination now is in your mind and your body. Spirit sealed. You don't understand. Some of you think, some of you actually still think. Bro, do you know that some, of, some people still think that you, you the believer, can go to hell? Your spirit is sealed. So, the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior... As soon as Jesus came into your heart, alright, God gave you the Holy Ghost, you saw it. I, I'm not the one that said it, you saw it. The Spirit was not given because the Holy, um, you know, Jesus has not been glorified. Now that Jesus has been glorified, you have received the Holy Ghost. He's come inside of you. God sealed you. So your spirit is sealed. The only time your spirit does anything to your, to your soul and your body is every time you want to flood. So, the flooding goes from here into the soul, then into the body. How do we bring the... Let me tell you. Can your spirit be sick? Can your spirit be sick? If your spirit is sick, 
then it means when a person dies, they will show up in, with cancer in heaven. Can somebody show up with cancer in heaven? A person's spirit shows up with cancer in heaven? No, no, it's not possible. Do you understand? So your spirit has no sickness. It doesn't know asthma. Your spirit doesn't know diabetes. Your spirit doesn't know shortage of blood. Your spirit doesn't know nothing. High blood pressure, nothing. So now the first thing that you understand is that your spirit is complete, full. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. Actually, the real shalom, shalom is in your spirit. You understand what I'm saying? The real shalom, 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 shalom is in your spirit. So now what we are doing now is getting this life that is in the spirit into the soul. And then getting it into the body. To the point that the, the soul now begins to think like the spirit. And the body has the same health that the spirit has. You see, you see a tumor in your body. The spirit has no tumor. Your body may have a tumor, but the Holy Ghost does not have any tumor. So here inside you, out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. It would affect the soul. Suddenly, your mind begins to talk the, the, differently. Do you understand? Instead of your mind talking sickness and disease, your mind is talking abundant life. Then it now flows into your body. That health that is in your spirit can flow into your body. How many of you know that as you are right now, your spirit can think on God's level, same frequency, everything. All we need now is this your mind that has been living in Lagos, in Akowonjo, in Ebeda, in Abosede. It is <laughs> your mind now has to start thinking like the spirit. The spirit doesn't live in Lagos. The spirit is from on high. He will flood your mind. With heavenly ideas and guess what you will flood your body with healing so this is how it works let me show you I pray to God that you will do this my spirit is complete you know my spirit is complete say this after me my spirit is full and complete nothing is missing nothing is broken nothing is lacking do you understand what I'm saying so now you want to see do you think your spirit is looking for a job <laughs> there's some things that make me laugh your spirit is looking for business everywhere your spirit is looking for business everywhere if your spirit wants to look for business it creates it no you don't understand yeah. it creates it from within it creates it your spirit can create demand say now everybody is looking for me I guess what I'm saying so now you want to bring all this fullness into your soul and your body. You see that? It's consciousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is how we're going to take over the city. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is how we're going to take over the city. Don't worry, I say this is how we're going to take over the city. Sin has no power over me. God has already accepted me. I'm His. His very own. God has already accepted me. He's His very own. So from that position of righteousness, I want to see healing in my body. My spirit is not sick. Pastor, how long should I do it? Do it until you begin to feel it in your body. So I take a break. Come back tomorrow. Do it again. Take a break. Come back tomorrow. Do it again. You're not a weakling.
lift up those hands towards heaven. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Some of your best ideas will come now. <laughs> Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.